0: If you're anything like me, dental insurance isn't something you think about a lot. However, when the unexpected happens, it can help you avoid a costly dentist bill. Spirit Dental and Vision has dental plans that offer affordable rates and no waiting periods for major services. If you're looking for dental coverage made easy, visit spiritdental.com/pod to gain a little peace of mind. That's spiritdental.com/pod. To get a quote in about 60 seconds, spiritdental.com/pod.
1: You're listening to Smart to Death Radio.
2: The summer of synergy continues with the Garden State Invitational Tournament. Live on Fight TV Saturday, July the 25th. m Matt Cross, Gary J, Myron Reed, Jordan Oliver, Tony Deppen, Gregory Iron, K. T. B. and Simon Gotch compete for GSI Supremacy, plus, Brightmare defends the Synergy Pro Wrestling Championship against Deshaun Pratt. And Ellis Taylor, Casey Cattell, and TJ Crawford collide to find out who will wear the Cruiserweight crown. All on Fight TV, streaming live around the world, Saturday, July the 25th at 7 p.m. Eastern. All this for just $9.99. Who will win the second annual gsi tune in live and find out for more information log on to synergywrestling.com hey
0: everybody it's the
3: interview queen alicia Toot here and you are currently listening to and obviously enjoying queen's court
1: To this episode of Queenie Chats on Queens Court with your girl, the Queen of Any, on Smart to Death Radio, and I'm here with a very special guest, one of my personal favorites, and soon to be one of yours, the Windy City Kid, T.J. Crawford. Welcome to the castle, buddy. I'm so excited that you're here.
3: I, I, I'm excited to be here. Let's uh, get some questions. Let's, uh, let's get everybody to know who exactly the Windy City Kid is, because I don't think a lot of people that know. Who the guy uh, behind the tights is?
1: Well, that's what we're here for. So let's start with that. For those who may not know you and need to know you, <laughs> how do how do you introduce people to T.J. Crawford?
3: Uh, I mean, I'm pretty much everyone who meets me like I, there's nothing to hide. I'm pretty much like an open book. So everyone I everyone I meet, i I try to be as friendly as possible. Um, I'm just you know I'm. I feel like I'm very approachable especially at shows if anybody wants to come up to me and like hey and have a conversation I'm never one to shy away from from conversation so yeah I don't, I'm just a very like easygoing guy and you know that's it's about it I guess if you're like introducing myself to somebody that's like I'm just easygoing and that's yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I guess that's the perfect way I can describe <laughs> That's it.
1: perfect. Yeah, you're easygoing, you're personable, you like to talk with people. That definitely comes across from, you know, when you're in the ring. I've never met, met you in person. I was hoping to this year by coming to some Synergy shows, but, you know, coronavirus. And speaking of yeah. that, um, what have you been doing during this kind of crazy time to keep yourself busy? Because, you know, <laughs> everything was shut down for a long time.
3: Yeah, uh, so when everything got shut down, it was kind of weird because me and a couple guys were actually up in Montreal uh, about three days before the entire country went on lockdown. Oh, gosh! And we were, so we had, we had heard that, like, it was possibly going to happen while we were up there, and we <laughs> were actually pretty nervous that we were, were going to get stuck in Montreal and we weren't going to be able to come back. Um, but luckily, we made it back. Uh, I actually went back home to Chicago uh, once everything happened, uh, just I figured it was probably the best thing for me to just kind of get away right. and go back and see family uh, during this time. And I spent about two months there, longer than I actually expected. I was only supposed to go for about a week, and then it turned into a month. And then I figured Mother's Day was coming, so I'll stay for Mother's Day and, and spend it with my, mo- my my mom. I haven't spent Mother's Day with my mom, and it was the first time in four years that I got to spend oh, Mother's wow. Day. Oh, so. wow. Well, I'm sure
1: she loved that. <laughs>
3: Oh yeah, I told her that was her uh, that was her gift, so I didn't actually have to spend. Money. <laughs> there you go. Cool. <laughs> oh,
1: that's cute. I love that. Yeah, we I think we all ended up in places that we weren't necessarily thinking we're gonna last that long. But yeah, yeah I I feel like we've all been binging TV shows and like Disney Plus and, oh, yeah. and trying I mean, to dive into all that.
3: That's one thing I think I've actually been pretty good with, with like not just sitting down and like being glued to my TV. I think I've been pretty good. I've been pretty good with like getting out and actually like enjoying the nice weather and working out outside and going for runs and walks and all that. So, I've That's been, good. I've been good with not being like a couch potato during all of this.
1: <laughs> That's good. Better than most, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it's really important to, to be out and active. I think all of us were trying to find other things to do and a lot of us leaned into outside workouts. That's been really fun, different, yeah. but fun.
3: <laughs> Oh yeah. I mean, I work, I work at a gym. So once all this happened, obviously I was uh, out of work th- then. Uh, so like being able to work out outside was actually very refreshing for me than like just sitting in a gym.
1: Yeah. Some fresh air, some sunshine.
3: <laughs> yeah, and I needed it.
1: For sure. So when it comes to your wrestling career, I know it's been about four years. Is that right?
3: Yeah. Yeah. It was a uh, four year. I first started training in January of 2016. So I'm about I'm a little over four years since my first day of training.
1: Amazing. So when when you first decided to to dive into wrestling training, what was it that made you join up and say, yeah, like I am going to be a wrestler. This is what I'm going to do.
3: Uh, so as I mean, everyone knows by the nickname everything, I'm from fr- from Chicago, but I was originally born in New Jersey. I was born in New Jersey. So mm-hmm. uh, growing up, I would watch wrestling with my cousins. I wasn't a fan of it. It was just whenever I would go by them, they always had it on. So I was always watching with them, and I would mostly watch SmackDown. So I would see guys like Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero and Kurt Angle. So those were really only guys I actually, like, knew who were wrestlers. And then I knew, like, the like Hulk Hogan's Rock, Stone Cold, those guys. But Right. Uh, it wasn't until I moved to Chicago that I... Became friends with this kid Chris. We became friends really, really fast, and he he's like, "Hey, are you like, in, are you into wrestling?" And I was like, "Oh, I've watched it before, but I've never really gotten into it." And I remember going over to his place. This was like in third grade.
1: Oh wow!
3: His, his like his house, and we sat in his room, and just he had DVDs like crazy, and we just watched like the history of the ladder match and intercontinental championship matches, and like it was it was crazy how much wrestling, like, video he had. Wow. I remember going out and buying all the, like, all the DVDs, like the World Heavyweight Championship History DVDs and all that. And then, but the moment that actually, like, made me want to pursue becoming a wrestler was at WrestleMania 23. It was Jeff Hardy. It jumped off a ladder onto Edge. And those were, like, two of my favorite wrestlers growing up. So once that happened, i that's when I re- realized I wanted to be a wrestler. For some reason, that crazy dive off a ladder was like the trigger in my brain to say, yeah. This-
1: <laughs> that was it, huh? <laughs> Sold.
3: Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to do something like that one day. And then I got to do something like that with Aaron Bradley.
1: You sure so. did. <laughs> you sure yeah, did. Yeah. Definitely going to ask you about that a little bit later. So hold oh, that yeah. thought for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, that's so cool. So when you like decided to start training and stuff, what was that experience like? I feel like a lot of people don't talk about a lot of their training too yeah. much and just talk about more what they're doing now, obviously, cause it's what they're doing and, and important. But what was that experience like for you?
3: Uh, I mean, you talk about like what the people, what they're doing now is important. I think the way you start is just as important as the way mm-hmm. you, you end. Um, when I was, I would, when I graduated high school, Uh I was going to Illinois State University with a couple of my friends uh that I had grown up with. And my the plan in my head was to go to four years of college and then start my training.
1: Okay.
3: And I got about three months into uh into school and I was like I don't know if it was just that school wasn't for me, or like I was taking advantage of the being uh, away from home, mm. uh, and I started kind of—I don't want to say I was depressed because I don't think I was depressed—but it was very like I, I didn't feel like I was in the right place.
1: Yeah, wasn't for you. It was
3: very, very noticeable, and I even and my my roommate Mike, who was, who is my best friend to this day, he's my best friend growing up, even like kind of noticed that I wasn't in the right headspace. And that's when I decided that I needed to get away from school and I had to just go and start my training. So luckily my parents were very open to it. Um, I had talked to my friend Mike about going to train before i had even talked to my parents about it. Uh, but they were super open and I got to check out a couple of schools online and just see what the best fit for me was and, uh, created pro New Jersey, which is where I ended up, uh, mm-hmm was the perfect fit for me like it, it, I it just it was 30 minutes away from where I had originally lived in New Jersey um so I had and I knew I was going to have a stable living situation for at least a year before I got uh on my feet and was able to like get my own apartment mm-hmm. uh, so that's kind of yeah that's like that's how I started it was just I went to school, didn't like it, and just made the decision to go and, and take a chance.
1: Yeah, and it, seem, it seems like it's working out for you. <laughs> so yeah. that's really cool, you know?
3: <laughs> I, I think so. I think it's working yeah. out. So, you know, we'll see how this the rest of this year pans out.
1: Yeah, well, it is definitely a tumultuous year, that is for sure, but there is definitely big things on the horizon, and as you've been, you know, working these past four years to get to where you are now, what's been some of the biggest changes you've seen in yourself as a wrestler?
3: Um, I mean, so, just from a character perspective, I've, Mm -hmm. when I first started, I was with the tag team with the Beach Bums, we were, like, this super comedy tag team, bright colors, and didn't make any sense when we talked, and... It was so much fun. Like, I, I love that part of my wrestling career. I wouldn't trade that for anything. Those The two guys that I've got the team with were, like, I couldn't ask for two two better guys to share the road with for, like, a year and a half, two years.
1: That's awesome.
3: Um, So, I mean, like, that's just the, the way that I've gone about, like, from that character and going on to what I'm doing now, which is not really a character. It's just kind of an extension of myself when I kind of mm. look up in the mirror once i got away from the the tag team thing and said i don't really want to be a character i just want to be me and yeah. for the first year of my when i went singles i was doing this like basketball thing thinking that that was me because i was a huge i'm a huge basketball fan oh. came across so hokey and so forced and people saw right through it and i was like people come up to me after shows and they're like you're doing really well in the ring, but everything else around it is like it's it's garbage. Mm. Uh so that's when I kind of decided, you know what, I'm just gonna drop that, and I'm just gonna kind of be generic wrestler until I figure out who I am. And it's funny enough, who I am is just generic wrestler. Oh god! <laughs> and it's like, and it fits it fits me so well because it's just like I fell in love with guys like CM Punk, mm. who not to say generic wrestler, but right. from a character standpoint, you look at him and you're just like, yeah, that's him. I don't right. see, like if I talk to him in person, I feel like that's how he's how he would be. Yeah, it so seems authentic. Like that's what, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm trying to like, I've kind of been able to realize like, yeah, I'm just kind of like a generic guy, a generic wrestler who likes to just talk and, and hang around. Like that's just like, that's just who I am. So I, so I try to, portray myself as in wrestling.
1: Yeah, I think authenticity, you know, from a fan's perspective, like obviously we know things are, are meant to be a certain way character-wise, right? right? We know who's comedy, we know who's not, and, right. and we understand that. Right. Some of it's hokey and silly, but some of it is very serious and dark and creepy, right? So we get that part. And,
3: it's, and you know what, and it, I think every, it's it's good that there's a variety of all of that.
1: Yeah, something for everybody in in that respect. But I think what shines through a lot is that authenticity. Are they being true to themselves mm-hmm. uh, in the crea- character or not that they're creating? Um, and it makes for, I think, an overall better experience. But from your point of view, what do you think is the most important skill to have as... A wrestler you know because I hear a lot of people talk about yeah you need in ring ability but it has a lot to do with presentation and your interaction with the crowd and your character and mic work and stuff like that so what would you do to uh, kind of explain that to people
3: Hmm. it's kind of tough because I feel like everybody has their own like specific thing that like Mm -hmm. makes them stand out and makes them special in a certain way um, but I guess like the most, I guess the most important thing would just to like to be respectful to everybody because yeah. I've been in so many locker rooms where there's guys who are like they don't want to shake anybody's hand, they don't want to talk to anybody, they don't want advice from anybody, they don't want to. It seems like they're just kind of content with where they're at and stuff like that, which is fine. It, it like if you, I think if you're just kind of content with being like. I'm just going to be an independent wrestler and have my regular nine to five job. Like I'm totally for that if that's like the way you go about it. But Mm -hmm. I just think you have to have respect for everybody that's in in the locker room because just because one person doesn't want to, quote unquote, make it. The guy they're wrestling or somebody else in the locker room might be 100 percent serious about this and wants this to be their career going forward. So I just say I think respect is the biggest the, the biggest thing that will like get people the farthest
1: yeah and I feel like that's with any any job in any profession you know you have to respect everybody's various hustles <laughs> whatever they're going to do they're gonna yeah, do right.
3: Every... and just
1: you know it's not your journey but it might be their journey exactly yeah So right now as a wrestler, do you watch any wrestling like is there something that you're particularly into? do you watch tapes to like learn stuff or like what do you, do you watch as a fan?
3: Oh yeah, I still like I still watch Raw, I still watch SmackDown, I watch AEW and NXT. I'm still like as as much involved in wrestling as I am. I'm still a fan at heart and I still love to just sit down and watch it. That's um, awesome. <laughs> what I'll what I'll try to do is I'll watch a match as a fan and then I'll watch the match again as I'm a wrestler, how would I like Now I'm thinking about it. As a wrestler, as I'm watching it, as opposed to watching it as a fan, just kind of enjoying. Right. It. Uh, which I think is good in both ways because you might find something that somebody does while you're watching it as a fan, and then you think to yourself, "Oh, well, if I reacted to that, if I do something similar, fans will also react to that."
1: Sure. Yeah.
3: So, I don't know. That's how I how I go about it. I'm um, like. Yeah, that
1: that makes sense. Definitely makes sense. Yeah. Do you have any, like, favorites right now that you're keeping your eye on that you're like, ooh, I'd, I'd like to wrestle that person someday? Oh,
3: uh, I mean, there's there's a, a list of guys that oh, I, I bet. haven't been I in bet. the ring with yet that I would love to get in the ring with. Um, I mean, even to, to coming up the Garden State Invitational with the, the crown match, me and – I've been in the ring with Ellis Taylor before uh, in tag team matches, uh, but I've never wrestled Casey. I've mm. never – be in the ring with Casey and the cool thing about that is that me and Casey kind of started at the same place around the same time yeah so I've known Casey pretty much since we started that's Uh, really cool never had the chance to share the ring together so this uh the 25th will be the first time we get to wrestle each other and it's gonna be I think it's gonna be a lot of fun
1: oh I think it's gonna be really fun let's let's talk about that so it's been a while since the qualifiers and then of course we were supposed to have you guys you three Ellis, you, and Casey, for the crown, and then, you know, coronavirus. So, we're finally getting it. Garden State Invitational, this coming Saturday, the 25th of July, live on Fight TV, buddy. And this is for the crown, right? This is for the cruiserate crown. Oh, yeah. How do you feel about that?
3: You know, it's... I feel like I... So I had a conversation with Colin West, who runs uh, Synergy Pro Wrestling, and Mm -hmm. uh, I maybe went about winning my qualifying match the wrong way. Um, I I held Kip Stevens tights, which is not something I usually would do. Mm -hmm. And I felt so bad after I did it um, that I made Colin not pay me. I said, do not pay me money. I won in an unfair way. And I felt really bad about it and I wanted to uh make up for that, so I felt like that was a good way to to make up for it. Oh wow. Go right ahead and just, you know, I did something wrong, so but Oh, wow, good guy T J Crawford, okay. I felt, I felt really bad. I felt really bad, especially Kip Stevens. He didn't he didn't deserve to to lose that way.
1: Okay, okay.
3: Because I easily could've won that match without holding the tights, but Right, you know, but you did. I need a secure okay. the victory because, at the end of the day, I do want to be the the first cruiserweight champion. You know? That's a
1: big deal, yeah. Yeah,
3: I do want to be the first cruiserweight champion. I've never, I've never held a championship, a singles championship in wrestling. I've been a tag team champion, uh, mm-hmm. before. I've never held a singles championship, whether it's an actual title belt or the cruiserweight crown. Uh, you know, and I wanted to make sure that I was in that match so I had the an opportunity to to win uh and like I'm like I said, I'm said, i glad that it's gonna be against Casey but I'm not happy that it's also with Ellis Taylor
1: well let's talk about that too because that was my that was where I was going with this one <laughs> nice segue there yeah. um let's talk about the tension between you and Ellis Taylor that we saw at for the first responders show uh, you know, he, he put hands, he was shoving, he was pushing and Casey was involved. And then she put a whipping on him and you said some things. So like, what's going on between you and Ellis
3: Taylor here? Uh, you know, Ellis has been ever since I've, like, we had the qualifying matches. Um, Ellis is kind of, you've been coming at me on Twitter a lot and I'm not a big, like Twitter, Twitter guy. I don't really like mm-hmm. to, uh. I'm like, did you do Twitter beef or anything like that? But Alex kept coming at me on Twitter for some reason, so I obviously had to defend myself. Of course. And, and during, this, during the uh, little interview segment, he decided to cut off Casey for no reason because he's jealous that Casey is getting more attention than he is. Mm. Um, upset because... Not only is he not getting the attention in this match, he also doesn't get the attention in his own group, Young, Dumb, and Broke, where he's the fourth most important member.
1: Mm, yes, indeed.
3: For people to like him, and he thinks that going after Casey is going to get people to like him, when it's not the case, because Casey is more respected than he ever will be.
1: Wow, strong words here. (laughs) Now, you know, I talked uh, on this show, actually— a little while ago too, mr ellis taylor he was a guest and we talked about him uh in this uh triple threat with you and casey and he said uh to this question i'm about to ask you when not if so i'm going to pose this to you if or when you win with the crown what what are your plans with it will we have to start calling you king tj like how are we feeling about if you get this crown
3: um well, I'm not going to be as cocky as Ellis and say when I win because <laughs> I'm going to okay. say if I win because of the fact that, again, I'm going to keep saying this, the fact that Casey's in this match, she's a wild card. Sure. Like she's one of the toughest girls I've ever met. So, like, you can't ever count her out. So I'm all, I'm going to say if I win because Casey is, is tough and I'm going to give her credit. Okay. Um, but if I win, uh, I would like to be. Known as the Windy City King instead of the Windy City, so uh, and I'm actually I'm I'm confident that I already kind of have a shirt, maybe already in the works, just in case I do wind up winning.
1: Well, then there's a little confidence in there. I like that. You gotta be
3: you have to be confident, but you have to give like give your uh, opponents some uh, (laughs) some credit.
1: Absolutely. Well, that's a respect thing. And, and, and that means you understand your opponent, too. Like, you have enough respect for them to know that, like, this is going to be tough. <laughs> we're going to have it. We're going to go in here and we're going to both fight for this.
3: Yeah, I but, was there at, uh, at CCW when when uh, Casey and Jimmy Lloyd had that exploding barbed wire match. Wild. Like, I I couldn't believe I was scared because I like again, because I because I know Casey and it's like I didn't want like you obviously don't want your friend to get hurt. Of course. You know, so and I think that, and that's kind of why I was I'm I'm a little upset that, that Ellis decided to push me during that uh the on a, on set Saturday at the last show. Cause mm. not only did he push me, but he pushed me into Casey, which then hurt Casey. Casey didn't do anything to deserve getting hit. That's right. Casey won didn't even get to get to talk because Ellis decided to just run his mouth the entire time. And then mm. He decides to push me and knock her over. That's you know,
1: not cool, buddy.
3: Not 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 cool. Not cool. So, he uh, he's got a he's got another thing coming.
1: Well, oh, I bet he does. <laughs> I think this match is gonna pop off at the Garden State Invitational on the twenty fifth. I- I'm looking forward to it. I know that's for sure. So, if you win, buddy, are, are we gonna defend at every show or like how are we feeling?
3: I'm if I man You're fighting I, champion. If I win, I'm, yeah, fighting champion, all comers, new, newcomers, old synergy folks, if you win. whoever Whoever's Cruiserweight competitor that wants a shot at the Cruiserweight crown, the soon to be Windy City King, TJ Crawford, open challenge every single show.
1: Ooh, I love it. You heard it here first, kids. You heard it here first. Windy City King. I think it has a great ring to it. I don't know, Colin, if you're listening, and I know you are, buddy. I don't know. Just put that in your ear. Um, so what's next for, for you? We have this coming up big, big event, GSI, on the 25th, live on Fight TV, Synergy Pro Wrestling. Wrestling in, uh, is starting to kind of make its comeback here, right? We've seen some stuff with GCW and, of course, you guys Synergy and a couple other folks are, are rebuilding here during this yeah. COVID time. And, you know, less <clears throat> less fan capacity, of course, and safety precautions and things like that. But what's next for you?
3: I mean, as of right now, uh, the next thing for me is just to win this Cruiserweight crown. Um, but I guess after that, just I just want to, at the end of the day, I just want to be like the best wrestler I can possibly be. And I want right. the most recognition I could possibly get. Uh, so, you know, I guess what's next for me is to try to just keep on doing what I'm doing. And, and hopefully I'm going to, hopefully I'm going to, get noticed by some bigger places uh sooner rather than later and you know we can get the tj crawford uh train rolling
1: i love it everybody should hop on that train if you're not on the train already come join me it's fun here he's a great guy as you've heard in this lovely conversation and he's awesome in the ring uh I'm going to be attaching in this episode the link on your Twitter there, that pinned tweet of your highlights. I think it's awesome, and it's a great way for people to get a quick introduction as to who you are in the ring. And now they can hear you on Queen's Court and get to know you a little bit better. So I want to thank you so much for your time. coming and have this little conversation with me, and I'd love for you to tell the people where to find you, where to find your merch, and all of that good stuff.
3: Well, thank you for having me. And you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at TJC Wrestling. Um, you can find my... My merchandise at prowrestlingtees.com slash Overtime TJ Crawford. Um, I have uh, the Chicago Strong Style shirt that I actually have on right now. I know you can't see it, but (laughs) I do have it on. I have the red one on. You can get it in red or black. Um, Hopefully, Windy City King shirts will be up in the next few weeks if I win this crown. Uh, If not, I got a couple other shirts on there, so everyone should go check them out. Uh, Support, especially right now, you know with wrestlers, uh, only wrestling, kind of once or twice a month, you know. The merchandise is really the only way a lot of us are making any kind of income. So, uh, any way you guys can can support, that is a hundred percent grateful for that. Um, and yeah, thank you for having me on. This was a lot of fun.
1: Good, it was a lot of fun for me too. It was my pleasure to have you and everybody. You should be tuning in this Saturday, July the twenty fifth. Uh, For this amazing Garden State Invitational show put on by Synergy Pro Wrestling it is can't miss For this amazing triple threat match For the crown featuring your boy right Here TJ Crawford who should Be at the end of that Windy City King There you go baby I love it So as for me and all of you Enjoy the rest of your day and continue To be kind to one another
2: Join host Gene Marks in our Paychecks Business Series podcast as he talks with real business owners and experts about real issues, including business innovation, navigating the road to recovery, and finding ways to thrive in the future. From politicians to marketing gurus and social media experts, we've got great guests such as Rich Rowell, Vice President of Small Business at Facebook, Meredith Schmidt, Executive Vice President, General Manager of Salesforce Essentials, and SMB at Salesforce, former 2020 Democratic presidential candidate Andrew Yang, and more. Listen and subscribe at paychecks.com slash business series.